Hi, and welcome to episode number 14 of Slot Leader, a Cardano finance podcast where we bridge the gap between the world of traditional finance and the world of blockchain technology. I'm your host, Umed Saidov, and in today's episode, we will be exploring the idea of using a blockchain technology such as uh, Cardano as a form of payment. Our guest today is uh, Alfred Mosker. He is the hotel owner out of Barcelona who has decided to accept ADA as a form of payment. As far as I know, he is the first business or the first hotel to be exact uh, who has, uh, that, that has accepted ADA as a form of payment. And um, in today's episode, we'll be discussing his experience and um, his perspective uh, and his reasoning why he decided that ADA is a good form of payment. So stay tuned. There's a lot of interesting information coming from him. Um, and um, I hope you uh, enjoy the episode. If you are a Cardano stakeholder who would like to support this podcast, you may do so by delegating your stake to Skylight Pool. Skylight Pool is a professionally managed Cardano stake pool that's been there since the ITN and we've produced a lot of blocks and a lot of great rewards for our stakeholders. So if you're looking for a pool to delegate to and you like the type of content that we're putting together, you might want to consider our pools. The tickers are Sky and Sky2. As always, I would like to remind our viewers and listeners that uh, Slot Leader is an educational podcast and as such, we do not provide investment, financial, tax or legal advice. From Elon Musk's inquiry into Bitcoin and its ability to process large transactions to the price of Bitcoin itself, which almost reached $24,000, last week has been quite event-packed for the blockchain industry. But there's another type of news that came out of the United States government that warrants a closer look in today's episode. On December 18th, the U.S. Department of Treasury published a press release on their website where they outlined their proposal to regulate the U.S.-based cryptocurrency exchanges to provide um, identifying information on uh, what they call a, uh, an unhosted wallets. Um, according to this uh, uh, press release, the unhosted wallet is basically any wallet that, uh, that is not hosted by a, uh, a regulated entity. Um, um, and that's basically your personal cold wallet or hardware wallet. So um, according to these regulations, uh, the proposed regulations, if uh, the uh, transaction amount is greater than $3,000, the cryptocurrency exchange will have to require you to identify um, yourself or whoever is sending that transaction as the owner of that unhosted wallet. Now, according to the lawyers that I follow in this space, um, these types of regulations are not quite effective in, in enhancing the ability of law enforcement to, uh, to uh, um, uh, basically pursue the bad actors, while at the same time they create deadweight losses in the economic system um, um, or economic uh, sector of cryptocurrencies. And uh, more importantly, according to some of these lawyers, uh, these uh, types of regulations actually stifle growth and innovation. Um, and, and they bring up a very good um, issue of um, uh, the cryptocurrency exchanges not being able to directly um, interact with a, a, a smart contracts, for instance. In Cardano's ecosystem, we saw the release of uh, KEVM DevNet. Um, this DevNet is a, uh, a sandboxed environment, for those of you who don't know, 
where the developers, um, specifically Ethereum developers who are well-versed in uh, um, Solidity can come in and uh, play and deploy their uh, smart contracts um, in Cardano's ecosystem. Uh, I will leave the link to that DevNet um, in the comment section of this video. So if you are a developer who is curious about how things might work um, in, uh, in Cardano's ecosystem, uh, deploying the Ethereum-based uh, contracts, you may uh, try and, and try to test, test out this DevNet and let us know what you think. Hi everybody, we have uh, Alfred Mosker today with us. He is the owner of the hotel in Barcelona, and uh, he is the first business that uh, that I know, at least the hotel business, that accepts ADA as a form of payment. I would like to welcome Alfred. Great to have you here. Thank you very much, Umet. Congratulations with the success of your show, the Slotly the podcast, and uh, thank you for having me. Yes, it's it's always great to reach out to the community members uh, when I talk to um, you and, and other members here that have ideas about um, adoption and uh, bringing businesses that are real uh, cash that ha they are, they have attached cash flows um, into the Cardano's ecosystem. Can you tell us a little bit about your decision, how you decided that ADA is the good uh, uh, form of payment and uh, a payment rail for, for your business? Yes. Well, uh, I mean, our how we knew about uh, Cardano, turns out it was sort of very similar to how many people uh, got to know it. In 2017, we learned about uh, Bitcoin, uh, initially just by a friend recommending it and strictly as a form of uh, investment. Then we started to investigate and we learned that the idea behind Bitcoin is actually to create an alternative uh, way of uh, financial global uh, system and also a way of sending money from A to B and uh, by eliminating the, the middleman. And uh, that's obviously very interesting because as we all know, there's people in particularly developing countries that are being uh, tremendously overcharged for receiving uh, the, you know, their funds and uh, they're sort of pushed out of the, the financial system. And then um, we dug further and then we saw the, the whiteboard video of uh, Charles and we learned that uh, by then we had found out by our own experience that Bitcoin has some problems. We tried to send Bitcoin. Sometimes we had to wait for, uh, for hours. It wouldn't go. It's expensive. And then we found out about uh, Cardano. We found this little um, interview, this little uh, article on the, on, on the internet and the whiteboard video in which Charles explained that he was interested in solving the three problems that Bitcoin has and uh, that he was doing it with a very uh, scientific approach and so the whole seriousness of the whole thing and the whole presentation just struck me as something that we felt compelled to uh, you know to want to put our weight behind so rather than accepting Bitcoin we accepted to uh, to we, we decided to accept ADA and uh, you're right we were the first business in the world to uh, to do so Fascinating. Um, just for the viewers out there, can and it's it's amazing to to have somebody with business experience and actual live business to talk about these issues. Can you tell us um, how much did you save when you switched from, let's say, Visa and Mastercard? How much do they charge compared to what you uh, get uh, when when you when you use ADA? Well, usually when you, when you accept, I mean, they have usually have a contract. There's different types of contracts. For example, we have a contract 
with uh, with our with our private bank, which sort of acts as an in intermediary between Mastercard and uh, Visa. And I think the the rates for every on every transaction, the commission is maybe it either goes by cents or it goes by percentage. I think maybe you pay like a fixed percentage, and then there's like like a little fee for every transaction that you make, but it might up to as much as three uh, percent on the, on any transaction. It also depends whether it's in Europe or in Spain or whether it's um, intercontinental, and then it it can go up to as much as maybe even uh, four or five percent. Oh, wow. Whereas with ADA, receiving ADA doesn't cost me anything. I mean, it only costs the person who sends the uh, the amount uh, currently one ADA, I think, which is the current price of ADA, maybe 15 cents. So there, there's no comparison. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think in, in ADA, you don't actually have, uh, you know, to pay as a percentage of the sum you, you're, you're sending. So you could send millions of dollars for 17 cents or uh, not 17 cents, it's like 17 ADA even. It's like a fraction of a, uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, of a dollar. Correct. Um, and you could send uh, $5 for, for that much. It's, I think it's a point, point 0.17 ADA or whatever is the minimum transaction cost. Maybe one ADA is, uh, is the, the uh, minimum for wallets. Um, so that makes it about 15 cents or 16 cents. Yes. yes. Yeah, which is incredibly interesting for anybody to find out because, I mean, for us, even living in a, in a modern Western society, sometimes sometimes I would like to make a bank transfer in the weekend and I make the transfer on Friday and the money doesn't arrive until Monday. Whereas if I use uh, ADA in this case, just with the, with the simple click of a button, five seconds later, the money arrives where I wanted to go. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just completely uh, revolutionary. It, it is fascinating, isn't it? I mean, I, I, I come from the banking industry again, you know, uh, it's, it's fascinating that this technology exists and it's not being adopted wildly. Uh, and uh, I mean, I, I paid somebody in UK one day, um, the money arrived within five seconds and, uh, you know, nobody is involved unless he wants to go and cash it out. And mm -hmm. You don't have to touch the traditional financial uh, uh, rails at all. So once we have, uh, I think the, uh, the stable coins like us dollars or pounds Correct. or euros, then it becomes a completely different game because you don't even have, you could, you don't even have the, um, uh, you know, the main arguments against cryptocurrencies being mm -hmm. too volatile or whatnot, right. because you're going to be sending the digital form of fiat currency. Exactly. Yes. So, can you tell us a little bit more about your hotel? What is it? How much, uh, you know, how many rooms you have and, uh, you know, how, how long have you been operating? Uh, okay. So we, uh, we discovered, um, discovered, discovered is the right word, as a matter of fact, uh, the hotel in uh, 2013, because we came from uh, Rome. We've been hotel operators in uh, Rome for uh, more than 20 years. And at some point we decided to leave and chose Barcelona as a nice Mediterranean destination. And, uh, and very huge uh, tourist market. As a matter of fact, Barcelona is the, or at least before the pandemic, was the third most popular destination in the, in Europe, even uh, I think after London and uh, and Paris. So um, uh, we we took over the hotel in uh, in 2013. We renovated it. Initially, it only had 10 rooms because it was like an old little pensiona style that was run by uh, by an old lady with her son. And, uh, and then in uh, four years later, we, we were able to add another floor. 
So now there's a total of 18 rooms. And the hotel is located on the central square of uh, Barcelona. It's an amazing location because uh, it allows you to go anywhere in a matter of minutes. I mean, I would probably es estimate that maybe 90% of all the tourist sites, well, 80, 80% of all tourist sites are probably within a 20 minute walk from the hotel. And it's very much an international uh, tourist hotel. We have people, uh, anybody who have internet can, can make a reservation and, uh, and can come here. So uh, all through the year, we have people coming in from Europe, the States, Australia, Asia, South America, anywhere. So it's, it's, it's a nice place. There's a nice, a nice ambience. Yes, I, I, can, I can see that, you know, talking to you earlier before this recording, um, that Barcelona could be a, a very prime location for businesses that would accept uh, Cardano uh, uh, ADA and for adoption in general. Um, can you tell us a little bit about um, how a person could choose to, who, whoever wants to pay in ADA would, would actually go ahead and, and do that? Is there any way, uh, how, how did you integrate the payments? And can I go into your website and then reserve the room paying ADA? How does it work? Um, uh, well, no, it's not integrated yet. This has been something that we, we've been thinking about um, over the last couple of years, because when we got to know uh, first of all, um, Ada, and also then we got to meet, uh, you know, Charles in person, and people that were, that we were present at a, at a meeting in, in Lisbon. And at the time, the technology, the only thing the technology permitted was basically just to send Ada up and down from A to B. So in that scenario, the only thing that was really feasible was for people to make a reservation, not through a, um, a reservation operator like Booking Expedia, but only through our own website. And then they would come in the hotel and they would maybe make the payment uh, on arrival or at checkout. The whole, the whole idea behind it is to create something whereby you can integrate the whole reservation flow into the whole payment of ADA rather into the reservation flow. And this wasn't uh, possible years ago because basically the technology was still lacking. But now with the coming of uh, Gogan and smart contracts, all these things are opening up. So we'd be extremely interested in in the, you know, sitting at a table again with uh, with the people of uh, IO, IOG, as it's now called. And maybe we can use the hotel as a, as a prototype for uh, for other hotels and other types of businesses and see how we can integrate the, the sending of the making of payments, for example, with all the channel managers, because that's what they called. They're the interme intermediaries between businesses and, for example, hotel reservation systems like Booking and Expedia. So rather than just wondering about how we personally can um, can benefit from accepting ADA, to me it would be interesting to find out how to integrate it into the common technology. So, so you know, so we really go to the to, to the masses with this product. Absolutely. Um, have you had any conversations with uh, these booking sites and booking companies? about integrating ADA? Do you think they are open? What are the challenges that you might think of? Yes, uh, very good question. I noticed that, uh, of course, there's Facebook who's coming out with, with their version of a, uh, of a cryptocurrency, which is not really uh, such at all. But uh, they, they're sort of creating a consortium of, uh, of companies that are sponsoring them. This is not like a year ago. And I noticed that, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Booking.com was one of them. So, because to me, it's always been extremely obvious that if, you, if you're trying to achieve for many people in the world to, to accept your product, 
the the hotel uh, booking industry is is extremely suited because people it makes people move from uh, from A to B, you know, from one country to to another. So I mean, personally, I haven't interacted with them. I think this is not my job. This should be the job of uh, maybe the Cardano Foundation. I do know that there's another another company. I think they're called uh, Travelon, or something very similar. And I think they are now accepting ADA, also a payment. They've made an integration. But I mean, if anybody, any companies like this uh, like, are interested, they should speak to, to maybe to Emergo or to the Cardano Foundation or to, uh, to IOG, you know, to make that decision. And the challenges that I see um, is there are many. I mean, it's just a matter of, uh, of coming to some kind of a commercial agreement. The technology now exists and it's just a matter of integrating one with the other. So in a, in a matter that, uh, that everybody can benefit, including uh, the, the customers, because you don't want to integrate with, with this, you know, this, this huge, huge colossus uh, reservation portals, and then back to the old commission uh, model. You know, this is where the problem lies. You have to be, do it in such a way that the customers benefit from it. Yes. Because otherwise, it's like back to before, you know. So yes. So so that's and, and then if if you don't have commissions, I, I wonder if you know and and you know if you don't know, that's fine. I wonder if um, the companies like Bookings.com get uh, sort of commissions from Visa or, or Mastercard for being able to like accept or roll out these uh, um, you know products on their website or accept these payments. Or be intermediaries. Um, I do not know, but if I had to uh, bet my life on it, I would say yes. Okay, I mean, it seems very obvious. So, so the, it looks like in order to be able to integrate these businesses um, into the payment rails or integrate ADA into the into these businesses, we need to have some form of uh, um, commissions. But regardless, I think even if the commission that they get from Visa, let's say that the Visa you know, charges the customers, the end customers, three to 4%. And then let's say they give uh, the bookings, uh, booking.coms of the world because of sheer mm -hmm. volume of usage of the network, they give, let's say 0. 0.50, uh, 50 basis points mm -hmm. uh, or half a percent of these commissions uh, to these entities in order to integrate these payment rails. Now, we could have a situation whereby, and this is just basically spe speculation, yes. uh, whereby we, we could say, okay, well, um, we will integrate integrate these payment rails and charge 50 basis point, or maybe even a little bit more, 60 basis points. Mm -hmm. um, but the savings for the customer would be, uh, you know, the rest of the money that would have gone to Visa would, would probably will, will go to directly to the consumer. And that's going to be still a great selling point for both parties. This is yes. a, 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 a classic um, uh, case of efficiency um, that mm. comes into the market and disrupts some, some of the uh, incumbents, um, but at least the consumer benefits and, and uh, there is incentives in, in, in some of the incumbents to actually accept these payments. Um, correct, but and that's from the point of view of the reservation portals, this is not the only advantage because they're not stupid, you know, they know that uh, there's a movement, uh, the blockchain cryptocurrency movement, and it's going to uh, very soon, I think it'll be a huge market segment. So if they don't get in, somebody else will. It's very simple. I mean, the, the normal payment systems are, I mean, now, uh, as we all know, PayPal entered the, uh, the, the cryptocurrency uh, 
uh, sphere only how long ago was that maybe two months ago it yeah. seems like a lifetime and this is only the beginning so we know that we've all been waiting for the moment where the the, the blockchain revolution would be uh, starting ever since we you know we all discovered it maybe as, as far back as uh, three or four five six years ago and it seems very evident that this moment has now finally arrived and all the institutions institutional money is flowing in so i think um, you know that they'll have to even if they don't want to they're going to have to terms with the fact that a new payment system has come it's, uh, has come on the scene and if they don't do it somebody else will so it's it's that simple yeah no that's that that's absolutely right and i think you know once you see your customers moving in in that direction so you want to go there um otherwise yeah. it, you you know how many how many businesses out there accept banking checks for instance right that was the original sort of form of payment right yes but it has its uh, drawbacks i mean i i can still deposit checks uh in in my bank account but no, pretty much nobody uses them anymore um, no, in the u.s at least um can now i would like to take um our viewers and listeners to the uh question um of um of how efficient your business has been with um uh you know accepting the ada do you do you have a lot of customers and we're talking about pre-covid era let's just move ourselves to pre-covid era when, yeah. when things were normal did you mm -hmm. have a lot of people come in and, and pay with ada and has things have things changed uh, between then and now at least in terms of reservations or the level of interest of uh, customers that you're getting in terms of paying with ada um, well, you said, let's pretend that COVID, uh, you know, go back to the pre-COVID area, but we uh, we closed the hotel in uh, in March of this year. So uh, that's that's nearly a year now. So um, you can't really pretend, pretend it didn't happen, you know. But uh, I mean, from the point that we decided to accept ADA to pre-COVID, pre it was only two years. And okay. um, I mean, everything was, it's, it, ha it hasn't really evolved to any any spectacular point yet because like it like i told you before we are waiting to be able to integrate the technology that cardano is supposed to be providing like now with the rollout of gogan and this will finally allow us to integrate it in all the resident the flow of reservations and and the payment flow etc we had a lot of initial uh, interest when we um, when we first started accepting ada because um, iog found out about it they happened to have somebody in Barcelona who came to interview us and then they posted on the uh, IOHK blog, uh, which was read by many, many people. And especially in the period, maybe the two or three months after that, there was a lot of interest. We got a lot of emails and people were calling, people were walking through the door. There was a gentleman, a Japanese gentleman that I remember came to ask very excitedly through the door and he said, is it true that you're accepting ADA? And we said, oh, yes. And he said, uh, when I come back, I will stay here because he was already staying in, in an, another hotel in Barcelona. He made the efforts to come and visit us, especially. And then he had a, uh, one of his devices, iPad, and he showed us the balance of his, uh, of his ADA. And he said, this is my retirement money. So he was, he was super excited. So we've had a lot of those, uh, you know, uh, up personal experiences. We, we, we met tons of people. What has changed, I think, has not so much been in the in the hotel as such. What has changed for me on a personal level is that now when I meet uh, friends and I talk to them and I start blabbing on about uh, Cardano and Ada as I used to, then in quite a lot of cases they say, what? You too? And it turns out they also follow Cardano and they also have Ada in their wallet and 
So I can tell by, by just meeting people and interacting people in my personal space that adoption is happening right under our noses. No, that's, that's great to, to, to see. Um, so have you seen a, a gradual uptick in interest? Because you are one of the uh, sort of prime examples of, of uh, customer-facing businesses where you could immediately see the effect of, of adoption uh, um, right, uh, reflected on your businesses. And the, the reason why I mentioned pre-COVID because you, know, you don't have that information right now, but yes. these kind of businesses, they, they have the firsthand sort of uh, um, experience. You know? So let's say that you know, last month, two people came mm-hmm. in paid with ADA and then uh, fast forward six months, um, uh, in, 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 into, into this sort of launch and you could mm-hmm. have like three or four is, is the, was the train up upward in that regard or, um, how, you know, considering the seasonalities and everything too, but, uh, did, did you see a, a growing sort of, uh, uh, number of people c- approaching and paying with, um, in the, like I said, in the hotel itself, it was sort of stable from the moment that we that we launched the, the acceptance of ADA and that the, the block came out. Then there was COVID. Okay. But what I can see a lot is on social media because, uh, I mean, I also, you know, tweet, I have a Twitter account where I say things about Cardano. And, and here I can, I can tell that, uh, that I get a lot, a lot of uh, reactions for people that say, oh, you're the guy with the hotel in Barcelona. And as soon as the pandemic is over, we'll be coming to visit. So in that, I can really tell the responses has grown a lot. And I think I'm really looking forward to it because when COVID is finally uh, finished, you know, when we're done with it and then things go back to normal and people start traveling again, I would really love to implement new business models and sort of rethink everything about how to make reservations, how to accept payments, how to integrate both and really strongly start marketing uh, not only the Cardano community, but the whole crypto community, uh, you know, as such. I mean, that's really where I would like to take this hotel and and convert it, you know, to almost like a crypto hotel, but more than a crypto hotel, a Cardano hotel, because yay Cardano. <laughs> <laughs> Why bother with the, with the rest? I don't want to sound like a maximalist because I, yeah. you know. Well, I don't want to, you know, yeah. don't want to discriminate anybody, but I mean, there's some cool projects out there, but. Yeah. Um, now, now I know uh, from the posts you have on Twitter that you are uh, changing the name of uh, um, hotel into the Hotel Cardano. Um, uh, how is that coming along? Right. So the uh, the original initiative was um, well. The reason why it happened because uh, we're sort of struggling, struggling to to stay open with the hotel. Obviously through COVID, it seems like we'll be able to manage. But um, we also run uh, with the hotel. We also run a, a stake pool, which is now called a hotel appropriately. And um, of course, a stake pool is also not only a way of participating in the ecosystem of uh, Cardano, it's also a way of maybe making a little bit of uh, extra money, a little, little, a little income, which doesn't uh, hurt you know, in the current uh, economical uh, conditions, climate. And then it occurred to me that uh, how can I get more exposure and what, at the same time, what can I do? What can I give back to, uh, to the Cardano community to sort of convince them to delegate to my stake pool, you know? Because there's lots and lots of nice, good, great projects out there. And it's really evolving. So the the idea that occurred to me was that if people would delegate to our stake pool, then we would uh, offer to change the name of the hotel from Hotel Ginebra to Hotel Cardano, and uh, the effect would be the following, as you can see. So, <laughs> so uh, this is this is Photoshop, but I mean this is what we're hoping to achieve. 
So uh, yeah, it was great. I mean, it really gave it gave it a boost. Uh, at the moment, we reached, I think, uh, we went up to maybe 36 million. Uh, now we're flatlining again because I think at the same time all these new projects are coming to market as well, all these new stakeholders. But um, it's a Hotel Canada Cardano challenge. Uh, it's still on. We're still hoping to reach uh, the, the 64 million ADA goal. And if we do, then what you see behind me might uh, might become reality. So Perfect. let's hope so. Perfect. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you are staking with Cardano uh, community, if you're a Cardano community, um, please consider uh, staking with uh, uh, the Hotel Cardano, uh, Hotel Cardano uh, stake pool, and their ticker is uh, Hotel. Uh, it would be great to see actually this materialize and, uh, and have a place for everybody to get together in, in Europe. Mm -hmm. Now, Alfred, um, there's another question that I wanted to ask you and kind of explore this idea, right? You said that you have 18 rooms at this point. Correct. Is that right? Do you think, uh, have, have you thought about expanding? You know, you, you mentioned, you know, in an offline conversation we had, you mentioned that um, there could be possibilities to expand this hotel, add more rooms, and, uh, you know, uh, you know, the hotel business and, and the customers are there all the time. So we probably won't be empty. And um, do you think about um, raising funds using, uh, you know, the Cardano uh, rails or the Cardano, um, you know, platform as, as a fund uh, sources of funding and maybe tokenizing it a little bit? Uh, well, the answer is yes. Because um, what people don't realize about uh, about our hotel is that it's located on the on the central square of uh, of Barcelona. Barcelona happens to be the the economical and business and financial engine of the whole of Spain. So I mean, having such a prime location is really like an incredible billboard, you know, for for any business. And uh, it's not so much about expanding the hotel because I don't think we'll be able to expand more rooms. But what we do have is that we have a um, an additional uh, couple of rooms. Uh, one used to be an old breakfast room, but before breakfast room, it was a meeting room. And uh, we're thinking of uh, of turning this space into a Cardano orientated space. So it could be a place where where people um, that live in Barcelona come and we welcome them and we show them how to set up a deadless wallet, for, for example. It could be for the Cardano Foundation themselves. If they would like to have people that like a place, if they're looking for a place in Barcelona, where they, uh, they do use as an office space. And then uh, there's another room, which uh, which I'm thinking of converting permanently into a podcast room because it sort of uh, sits there by itself. It is not used and it's very quiet. So uh, it might be also, uh, might be another uh, great initiative. Perfect. Um, yes, I remember Charles mentioning the initiative of, of having Cardano hubs and I really love this idea because no, uh, if, if you want to uh, promote adoption and uh, promote your technology, uh, places like Barcelona, New York, Washington, D.C., Berlin, Moscow, um, these centers of, of economic activity um, exactly. and, and where, you know, a lot of population uh, density uh, with a lot of population density could, could be, uh, you know, the prime examples and prime locations for these kind of initiatives where you would disseminate the message, get people uh, on board. And I hope the Cardano Foundation will start funding these uh, initiatives because it's directly um, within their mandate to develop the community. Exactly. And they've done a great job with the online uh, community development. But I think 
it, it is time as we start rolling out Gogan to start, you know, uh, laying the foundation for um, the, um, the uh, in-person or, you know, brick and mortar sort of uh, uh, locations mm-hmm. where they okay. can actually have people um, help the community and, and build awareness about the project. You know, I, mm-hmm. I remember I, I was one of the first people who, uh, well, I started the meetups in DC, Washington, DC. Oh, really? and cool. It was really tough at, the, at, the, at that time because I, mm-hmm. I got no funding. I got no support. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, the Carolina Foundation at that point was com- completely uh, run by somebody else. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I did it all out of my, you know, because I loved the project. I, I did all, all of it, uh, you know, paying out of my own pocket, you know, out of pocket, yeah. yes. And I, I've done a couple of them and, uh, you know, it, at some point I realized that, you know, it's getting too expensive to have mm-hmm. beers and the nachos and all that for people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was really excited about the project and I really mm-hmm. love everything that, uh, you know, the Cardano community and the Cardano, yes. um, uh, you know, has achieved, but I think we need uh, a wild scale, uh, support for, Absolutely. uh, places Absolutely, like this. Yeah. And, and, you know your your hotel is a central location, as you said. Remind me what's um what's the occupancy rate when uh, pre COVID on on in the in your hotel? Uh, our hotel is uh, well, it's always full. Okay, <laughs> eighteen rooms. Being, uh, loca- no, you can imagine you can imagine that the, the location is comparable to uh, in the in the, in the New York. Uh, what do you have Times Square? Mm. Or in the in London you have Leicester Square. In Amsterdam you have the Calver, right. you know the, the Dam. In Berlin, you have Amarienplatz. It's one of those places, so we don't have to worry about the occupation rate. It's more about optimizing the occupation. So this is why it's interesting to uh, to introduce uh, cryptocurrencies. But if I can go back just for one second on the on the on the topic of uh, of hubs, I know that there's now this ongoing conversation between the Canal Foundation and an IOG. But I'm already ahead of them because I already have a place which is a hub to all effect. So this is why I hope they I hope they're listening. And also, why uh, why Barcelona is such an interesting um, uh, place to create a hub? Because uh, it's very twofold. Because Barcelona is the most technological orientated city of Barcelona, of uh, Spain, excuse me. It's the business center, not Madrid. Madrid is the government. Barcelona is where they do business, right? For example, there's a there's a massive exposition here uh, every year. It takes place at the end of February, the beginning of March, which is called called the um, the World Mobile Congress. Okay. And all the biggest technological companies in the world in these uh, four or five days come to Barcelona and they meet. And Google, Amazon, Facebook, you name them, Samsung, you know, anybody you've ever heard of, they're all here. And they interact and they make contracts. Now, only the presence of the World World Mobile Congress in Barcelona would justify having a hub here because you can make preparations a whole year long to, to, to set up all your business meetings that would generate that, that would such an event would generate. So this is one thing on the one hand. On the other hand, what nobody knows, which I didn't realize until I came to live in Barcelona, is for example, the, the service industry. Um, it's not it's not uh, populated by people from Spain or Barcelona, mostly or Catalonia. Mostly these are people that come from uh, from Latina from Latin America or South America. There's huge populations here from Ecuador, Venezuela, Paraguay, Colombia, you name it. Tens of thousands of them, maybe, I don't know how much, but I know, for example, the Ecuadorian community already consisted last time we counted it. 
and more than 35,000 people. Add on all the other ones from all the, the Latin and South American countries, I think you'll probably reach a couple of hundred thousand people. Now, the, the, the function of a hub, in my opinion, is to, to go to the, the people that might use Cardano in whatever shape or form and, uh, and to introduce it to them. Now, these are typical the people that should be introduced to Cardano. As a matter of fact, I've done it myself. I've introduced a couple of uh, friends of mine from uh, Honduras and, and Ecuador to uh, ADA. They open a wallet in, in one minute because they straight away they want to send ADA and uh, the funds back home. So having a place like like our hotel, office space in our hotel on the central square of Barcelona, in the in the most popular business city of Spain, and would, in my opinion, allow you to, in very, very brief time, to construct like a whole network of hubs in the whole of Spain. So uh, I hope they're all listening because uh, we're ready to go tomorrow. No, that's that's perfect. Um, I, I think I agree with you. It looks and sounds like a perfect location for a hub to reach Central America also. Exactly. And um, this is the place where people come, as you said earlier, uh, to earn money and send money into, uh, you know, as, as uh, remittances. Um, it's a perfect use case for ADA, um, as exactly. you mentioned before. And um, yes, so to wrap it all up, I, I heard that you guys uh, are creating a new podcast. Can you tell right. us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, I guess because there's so many cool uh, podcasts out there and uh, yours including. So I guess we felt we couldn't stay behind being the, you know, the first business in the world to have ever accepted uh, ADA. So I've done uh, two episodes. Uh, it's a huge learning process. You, you probably uh, agree yourself. But again, uh, once again, I'm putting myself out there in the, for, you know, for the, for the common cause of, cause of promoting Cardano. It's called the Cardano Hotel is the name of the podcast. I'll be taping the next episode in one, one and a half hours from now with another esteemed guest. And um, yeah, it's lots of fun. And uh, well, I guess, you know, whatever we can do to, uh, to give a Cardano more exposure, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's always a bonus. So, and then we'll see where it takes us. Perfect. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this was Alfred Mosker, um, the hotel owner in uh, Barcelona. The hotel name is uh, Car uh, Hotel Ginebra. Um, and uh, if they get uh, to the saturation point of 64 million ADA in their pool hotel, um, they will rename it to Hotel Cardano. Um, it was great having you here, Alfred. Um, as one of the last questions that I ask, um, I would like to, uh, you know, basically ask you to, to tell me, uh, it's, it's a closing question, uh, to tell mm -hmm. me what your expectations of the price of ADA is for the end of this year and end of next year. Uh, well, I mean, we've already very, come very close to the end of the year. Today is October 18th, perhaps. Yep. I'm losing track of time. December. Um, and uh, I'm not even sure what the current price of ADA might be in the moment. I think we're around 17 cents. 16.2, yeah. Okay. Um, well, if I, I'm going to call it at uh, 22 cents at the end of this year. All right. Regarding next year, by the end of uh, 2022, I think we're looking, we're looking dollars and not cents. 2021, so, uh, end of 2021. 2021, yes. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so much again, uh, Alfred. Um, this was Alfred Mosker, the owner of the uh, hotel. Uh, Ginebra, which is effectively going to be a hotel Cardano if he gets uh, his 64 million ADA. Um, 
and the uh, new host of uh, uh, Hotel Cardano podcast. Thank you again for coming to our show. Thank you very much, Umet. It was a huge pleasure. And um, good luck with Slot Leader. And uh, this is one of my favorite shows, so I keep pushing it. This marks the end of our episode today. I hope you like the interview and the type of content that we're putting together. And if you do, please do not forget to subscribe, like, or comment on our videos. It really helps us a lot to build awareness about Slot Leader. I'm your host, Umed Saidov, and uh, I will see you next time. Thank you.